This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. That was Daryl. We appreciate him taking the time to join us. Sal, we've got some questions on Twitter, as we usually do to finish out these Wednesday podcasts. This yes. one comes from Joe in RI. I'm assuming that's Rhode Island. On a scale of one to wide right, where does the Vikings loss fall? I mean, two. <laughs> yeah, it's not even... It- maybe like three or four. It's uh-huh. a horrible way to lose. Yes. It's not a season ender. Mm-hmm. It's not for the, it's not a playoff game. It's not a super bowl. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a horrible like way to lose, but it's an NFC team. You're still six and three. There's so many like big picture things you take out of it. Now, if they like lose the one seed by one game, maybe it hurts a little bit more. Maybe it stings a little bit more. That's the way I look at it. Like it was a horrible gut punch. We're here on Wednesday though, Matt, and we're talking about another game. Yeah, I agree. All right. This one is from Kyle out of every game. You both have covered. What's one of the best memories events that happened, not related to the actual game itself. I thought that was a really interesting, cool question. So you have a favorite memory from a game that isn't necessary or from maybe the, the trip or from the weekend or anything like that, that stands out. Um, have you thought about this? Give me a second to think if you already have one. Yeah. Well, one of mine is my first year sports director at channel seven. It was the bills home opener. I think it was week three against the Bengals, And I was able to bring my parents on the field before the game. And that was really, really cool to kind of have that experience with them just to be able to like have them kind of in my world for a little bit and also have them get to experience that. It was just a really, really special moment. And I've loved a lot of the trips that we've been able to take. And I know a lot of that centers around the game. I loved the Seattle Monday night football game. I think that was in 2015, 2016. That game was awesome. Going to London was incredible the year that they played in London and just that that was so cool. That that's another story. So like I watched an Arsenal Everton game at a pub right next to the stadium where Arsenal plays and mm-hmm. actually ran into Jeremy White there 
Ah, not pl- not nice. planned. He just happened to be there. And that was cool to kind of experience that side of things. So th- those are some of the things that stand out for me. Uh, for sure. Like those kinds of trips are awesome. Um, Bill Whippert, the Buffalo Bills team photographer, and I got to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden on a jet That's cool. one time. That's so we sweet. decided, let's, let's go do that. Um, you know, so we've hit some cool little pubs once in a while. You go out, you, you have some friends. I've seen some friends on the road on trips. That's really been great for me to just kind of connect with some, you know, college friends that I haven't seen in a while. Hey, I'm going to be in this town. But I will tell you, an event in a game was the fight against Jacksonville because I was literally <sighs> pushed against the wall by Leonard Fournette and Shaq Lawson going at it. Yeah, I was right in there too. That was awesome. I remember yeah. like my camp, I was right in I've never had that much <laughs> adrenaline on the sidelines of an NFL game. It was so cool. All right, let's go. A lot of these questions are about like McDermott and what it would take. So there's a couple of them here. So I'm gonna lump them together. And these questions are like, what would it take for Sean McDermott to not be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills? So um I think the answer here is a little complicated. I think it would take some sort of internal strife. I don't think it would take like a certain loss, a record. Now, if let's say 13 seconds repeats itself in some way in the playoffs, I think there's a conversation. Like, do we have the right coach here? I mean, what happened last year was brutal. If it happened again, you have to think, oh my God, like you can't let this keep happening. And obviously there's a pattern. I still don't even know if that would do it. I think it would take some sort of power struggle, internal strife, not getting along major differences of philosophy with Brandon Bean, um, the front office staff ownership. I think that's what it would take. And that's why I don't see it happening. I don't see it. Even if those other, even if those things on the field were were to happen, unless you string together multiple, like bad NFL seasons, I just don't see it. I'm talking about even this year. Like if you're talking about long-term, yeah, I mean, I mean, long-term that like, if you, if they miss the playoffs for a couple of years with Josh Allen at quarterback, that's a, that's a discussion. Yeah. But I just don't see it getting to that point, at least anytime soon. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, Sean Payton's the next head coach of the bills. And I'm like, okay, let's pump the brakes here. Like I understand that Sean McDermott and any NFL coach has their flaws, but it wasn't that long ago that this team was on a 17 year playoff drought. So let's, let's uh, pump the brakes a little bit here. Uh, This is from Aiden. Can Josh go a game without any interceptions? Of course he can. I know. I mean, he's done it many times in his career. Stop it. Many times this year, even. Yes. Stop Aiden. Stop. Come on. You're living in the moment, man. Yeah. This is from Alex. A lot of people have asked this though. So I feel like we should just ask, answer it again. Anyway, is the game going to be in Detroit? I just don't <laughs> see it happening. Me neither. I just don't know when they could do it. If they weren't playing Thanksgiving, I would give it much more of a possibility. Okay. That's interesting. A couple other questions from people just about Dean Marlowe and Naheem Hines and their lack of, I guess, playing time, quite frankly, and what we make of it. I can start at least with Hines. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get it at all at all. It just doesn't make sense to me. You talk about even Josh on Wednesday was like screen passes and short passes and checkdowns. That can be our run game. That can be effective. That's what Naheem Hines is good at. Like that is why you went out and you traded for him. Yeah. I just don't understand why he's not on the field offensively. It's not like what you've been doing has been lighting people up and also kind of spare me the whole, Oh, it takes a while to get acclimated because it didn't take TJ Hawkinson very long to get acclimated with the Vikings. Christian, and McCaffrey. Was, and Christian McCaffrey, like those guys have been really utilized by their new team. So I just don't understand it with Marlowe. Frazier kind of alluded to the same thing. And so did Sean McDermott, the acclimation period. Frazier also said, look, is even though he was here, the system's the same. 
you know, he wasn't another system. He comes back. We have some different things. I would tell you this though. I think it might just because it's not his role. They got him to be more of insurance and a backup. And I don't think they got him to be a starter and he hasn't been here. And they felt like, like, I don't know if he would have been in a position where Cam Lewis was. I think he's more, he resembles more of what Dean of uh, DeMar Hamlin is right. Like more of a strong safety coming up against the run box safety. Whereas to me, I think they needed somebody more in the role of like what Cam Lewis played. I don't think that's a fit to have Marlowe on the field with Hamlin and you got to have Hamlin on the field. So I think that's part of the reason why we haven't seen that. I agree. Let's do one more question and then we'll get to our predictions for the game. This is from Adam. I think he's asked us a couple times, so I'm glad we're getting to it now. Who's got the better, better perk you being indoors, having a meal at home or self line straight back with the team on the road. I have my answer. I would like to get yours as well. Okay. So why don't you give me yours? Because I've experienced both you by a mile and it's not even close for me. The idea of on a road trip, being back that night, even if it's late into the night is the most unbelievable thought ever, because a lot of times, so we do a channel seven show every Monday. So basically I have to be back into Buffalo by Monday afternoon at the latest. So I can prepare, get ready, do all of the work for the show, which usually means I'm waking up at six, five, four in the morning and trying to get out on the first flight. So when you take into account, by the time we're done with work, it's eight, nine o'clock. Then by the time we record the podcast, it's nine, 10 o'clock. Then it's like, okay, well, you're getting like four hours of sleep in a hotel. Then you're waking up, you're going to the airport, and then you're traveling back for six or seven hours. And by the way, for people who are listening to this, I don't know how much people travel if they've traveled as much because of COVID, not enough, whatever. It's very difficult to get direct flights out of Buffalo these days. It very rarely happens unless you're going to like select places that have just nonstop direct flights back and forth. There's a lot of places the bills go that don't offer direct flights. So it's a long day. It's not just like, Oh, hop on a plane, fly back two hours. You're in Buffalo. It's like, Oh, go to this place then stop at BWI. And then you're back in Buffalo. So yeah, the you getting back Sunday night is such a nice perk. Okay. We could, we could make like a whole podcast out of this. This is great. I love this kind of this conversation. It is me. There's no doubt. I've experienced both and I'll tell you why in a minute, but I do have a question. Do you, you're only thinking of Sunday one o'clock games. So after a Sunday night game, let's say in Kansas city or a mm-hmm. Sunday night game on the West West coast th- Thursday night against the Rams, like the team charter flies right back. And we don't like, we're flying through the night. You got to get back yes. And you land here three, four in the morning. Would you still rather do that than give yourself a chance to sleep and then come back the next day? A hundred percent. No questions asked, especially because of the ease that it's done with. And I'm not like you leave the locker room, you do your work, you get on a bus and then they put you on a plane. And it's a police escort to the airport. That's what I mean. It's not like you're getting a new rental car and you're dropping it off at the garage and you're running through the airport with your luggage. It's okay. And also, too, I want to add this. Sal is on the sideline. I'm in the press box. Obviously, the press box is cushy. There's good food. It's warm. All of these things. It is so much more fun being on the field. The first five years I covered the team, I shot the games on the sideline. And that is a hundred times more enjoyable than sitting in the press box during a game. Yeah. And look, the travel part of it, 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 we could not travel during COVID. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the year after that we traveled, but did it commercially. So mm-hmm. I experienced traveling commercially. And I will tell you the one big thing that was great about that was I got to book all my travel and keep all my miles. And then I just got uh-huh. reimbursed by my station. So that was amazing. 
but oh my God, I could not wait to get back on the team plane, back on the team charter, because everything that we just talked about is correct. And honestly, it's not just flying on the team plane. Everybody, everybody says, oh, it's so cool you're with the players. Yeah. I mean, but they're doing their thing. I'm not allowed to like go up to them and start talking to Josh Allen. That's not how it works. What is important to me is what you just said. It's the logistics of getting to and from places. We land at the airport, get on a bus and get driven to a hotel. You go from the hotel, you get on a bus, you get driven to the stadium. You go from the stadium, get it driven to the airport. And it's all with police escorts and making sure you're there. And there's nothing you, I mean, you don't have to worry about anything. It's all kind of done for you in sequence. And it's so much better and so much easier. Um, I absolutely prefer it. The only perk that you do have that I would say is better it doesn't have to be better, but generally can be and generally is. You can go to cities a lot earlier. Like you can choose to go on Saturday morning. That's a very good point that I didn't think of. I, I can't get there. We do not get there into the hotel until four o'clock the night before the game. I think it's a very good point by you. If you're going to a place that you really want to explore, I do think the advantage yes. maybe swings back a little bit to me because you could go in on a Friday night. You could go in on a Saturday morning and then you could have the entire day. If you're going to places that you've been a lot of times, and we've been very fortunate to do, if you're going to Miami, to New York, to Boston, we've been to Kansas city a bajillion times now. Sure. Get there at four o'clock, whatever. But yeah, especially like places that are fun places that you haven't been. There are a lot of cities that they travel to that. I really enjoy kind of getting there Saturday morning, getting your work done and then having the day to explore. We could talk a lot more about this. It's a really fun topic and discussion because I think we peel back the curtain a little bit about our jobs and people really like when we do that. All right. We want to thank Daryl Ryder from the fan in Cleveland. Also the co-host of it's always game day in Cleveland. By the way, you can check out it's always game day in Cleveland. I'll be on talking about the bills on their podcast uh, with Daryl and Andy Baskin, Matt, let's see what happens, man. Keep everybody updated. Tell everybody where they need to go to stay on top of not only what's happening with the bills, but the weather this weekend. Yeah. It's WKBW.com for our weather forecasts. They have been working nonstop these last couple of days, trying to get prepared, trying to make sure that we are ready to go putting more people on the schedule, making sure that more resources are available because this is a big storm and everybody we want to make sure stays safe. Also, it's the first storm of the year. So people tend to be a little bit more excited, nervous, overly cautious, stressed out by the first storm because they haven't experienced one in a while. So it's a really crazy combination of first storm and also big storm. So I'm excited to see uh, what happens. I just hope everybody stays safe. My snowblower is ready. So we're good. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, my mom, who just moved back from Florida, texted me tonight and said, I guess we're getting a, a big snowstorm. I'm like, Mom, I guess? Like, oh, my God. She said, yeah, our first one since being back. Yes, good luck, Mom. Good luck. I love right. and, and uh, honestly, She grew up in Buffalo, though. She's used to it, yeah. but she has not been here for 20 years. Do you have a prediction for the game, or is the weather just such a wild I, card? That it's I think the weather's such a wild card, so I would just say... I do think the bills should win this game. I mean, they're the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I see if, if they were to lose would be, it's just, just snowy and they get pounded on and like couple. a Patriots game last year, different, but like the Patriots game, the wind like game. Yeah. I mean, come on. We saw what they could do. It obviously plays a factor. We saw what they could do in the wild card round compared to that game. And it was night and day. So yeah, I mean, I do think a bad weather day evens this out a ton for the Browns. 
I'll say 2014 Bills somewhere in there because I think it'll be a lower scoring game because of the weather. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think there'll be touch or field goals. I was going to say right. like 21 14 just because of, I, I just don't see a lot of field goals getting made. Maybe I'll have, maybe we'll both be right. There should be one, be an extra point missed or something. That's all. <laughs> you know, there you go. Exactly. I shouldn't say that. Tyler Bass has a big streak going on. I don't want to jinx him. So uh, make sure we uh, keep, keep that uh, intact. All right, Matt. Thanks a lot. Have a great week and we'll talk to everybody next time. And it's always game day in Buffalo when we um, get back after it, after the bills and the Browns.